Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. It's time for another edition of Mondays with Matt. Thanks for tuning into our podcast as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement with Matt Starkey, investment advisor representative and president at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. Find him online at greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. That's greatlakesretirementsolutions.com if you haven't already. You can also subscribe to our podcast on Google Play or Apple Podcasts or whatever platform of choice you prefer. So many people now are uh, syncing up their phones with their cars and uh, their Bluetooth and listening to podcasts as an alternate way of entertainment while they're driving to and from versus traditional radio. So if that's what you're doing, we certainly appreciate it. Or maybe you're checking us out while you're sitting at the desk or working on something, cooking something, whatever the case is, we appreciate you tuning into our podcast as well as if you would give us a subscription, give us a review. We'd always appreciate that as well here on Mondays with Matt. You can always reach out to Matt if you've got a question or concern and you, and you need to bounce something off of him before you take any action. And you can do so by calling 989-401-2949. Again, 989-401-2949. He is an investment advisor representative and RIA. Been helping families in the area for quite a while. So reach out to him if you've got some questions. And Matt, welcome in, buddy. How are you this time? Hi, Mark. I'm doing well today. How are you doing this lovely spring day in June? I guess it would be <laughs> summer day. Summer day. Yeah. You know, it's Michigan, right? <laughs> so you get, it's you Michigan. get, you can start out cool. It could get hot. You never know what it's going to do in the course of any given day, but I'm doing fine. Hope you are as well. And uh, I thought maybe we'd have a little bit of uh, fun here on this podcast and see if we can learn some uh, financial or money lessons from some popular proverbs. Now, I don't know about you, but I had a grandmother who loved to use a lot of these traditional proverbs that we pretty much all know. And now that my mom is 78, she definitely says them uh, from time to time to my, my daughter as well. So I thought I'd toss out some of these classics at you and see if you could just give us a little nugget or two of a financial lesson based on these old sayings. Okay, let's give it a try. Yeah, let's go. All right, so a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. We've all heard that a million times. Uh, what do you take from it from a financial or retirement standpoint? Well, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Well, this is, I've used this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've used this proverb myself. A lot of times, you know, the financial circumstances differ from client to client, situations are different, but Oftentimes when people are asking about something, you know, it has to do with, hey, should I take money out of my IRA and pay this off? Or should I, you know, maybe take out a loan? Maybe it's a new vehicle, you know, and somebody wants to know whether they should get get a loan and finance this vehicle or whether they should take the money out of their investments and pay cash. So a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. So we look, normally we're comparing interest rates here. But you got to consider the time value of money and you consider how much interest are you going to pay and do you want to pay that interest to your own pocket or maybe pay your interest, you know, to the bank to carry the loan. So what I like to do is help people just kind of sort out the confusion of it all. So if we were to bring in a specific situation like a mortgage, should I pay off my mortgage? I've got $100,000 of cash in the bank. Well, how much is that 100000 paying you, Mark? zero percent or right. maybe a half of a percent. I was going to say, yeah, 0. 0.02. <laughs> right, right. And so if a client's asking me about paying off their mortgage, let's say 100000 in the bank, and then they might have an $80,000 balance and they're paying like four and a half percent. 
Well, here we go. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Do you want to pay that four and a half percent? Well, I can deduct my mortgage interest out of my taxes. Well, let me ask you the question a different way. Would you, if your house was paid off, would you go borrow $80,000 at four and a half percent just to have the money sitting in the bank paying you zero? Right. A lot of people would answer no. Right, right. (laughs) And so, well, that's in essence what you're doing. I'm just asking you the question backwards. So does it make sense? You know, a lot of people have that peace of mind and why pay four and a half percent interest for a tax deduction when I can just have the house paid off. So right. Yeah, okay. that's one example of yeah. a bird in the hand worth two in the bush. Okay. All right. So yeah. And if you want to kind of parlay that into maybe a sports analogy, you can kind of think of it uh, in the same way of saying sometimes, you know, just protect what you got. Right. So instead of trying to push and get more and more and more kind of like the same thing, right? So your retirement is kind of set. You've got it in your hand. Don't take unnecessary risk per se, if you don't need to, because why try to gain more if you already won, if you've kind of quote unquote won the game, kind of like the victory formation in football, right? So if you've got the game one, you take a knee, you know, you're taking a knee. You don't have to gain any more yardage because you've gone the game if you take the risk and try to gain more yardage and you turn the ball over well then you wind up you could possibly lose right so another way that's right do you do you remember that old game show with money hall let's uh, make a deal let's make a deal <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah door number one door number two right door number one door, hey here's what you have behind door number one that's right so <laughs> it's not, not bad but but you you could risk it you all you could risk and, it all right behind door number two exactly <laughs> or you exactly. could just just live with what you got. So yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it it is. If you if you reach your goals, you know, sometimes it's worthwhile just not to not to put extra pressure on you on you. Yeah. Or any undue uh, stress when it comes to investments. <laughs> and sometimes it's hard to turn the greed machine off. I get it. You know, we're like, can I squeeze out a little bit more? You know, but sometimes you just want to take a step back, take a look at a proverb like this and say, hey, you know, what I've got in my hand may be worth, you know, two more over there in the bush. So let's do another one. How about this one, Matt? A rising tide will lift all boats. Have you heard this one? And also, what do you make of it? Yeah, I've certainly heard this. A rising tide will lift all boats. So, you know, you think about the economy and, um, you know, to a point that that makes sense when, for instance, these new tax cuts. I mean, that's not going to apply to everybody, though. The proverb would say the more successful we are as a country, let's use that example, sure. the better off everybody is. And I think right now people are feeling that way. There's a, a great amount of confidence, consumer confidence in the uh, current economy. And so, even the jobless from three, four or five years ago are picking up jobs. There's an abundance of jobs in the market right now and unemployment is very low. And so a rising tide can lift all boats. When the market goes up, you would think, you know, and I've used that too. uh, Sometimes it doesn't matter what you invest in, in certain markets, you're going to make money, but that's not necessarily true. We talk a lot about diversification. And speaking of proverbs, I was raised in a a faith-based household. So we got a lot of scripture in in Ecclesiastes, which is the book in the Bible after Proverbs. There's a scripture that does say, and I'll, I'll quote it here, chapter 11, verse 2, invest in seven ventures, yes, and eight, for you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. So it talks about diversification right there. Mm-hmm. And um, so a lot of times when we're talking about markets, a rising tide lifting all boats, a lot of times things go up together. But in in some cases, large stocks could fall and small stocks or value companies can uh, hold the market up. And that's exactly what happened in 2000 to 2002 in the U.S. And so, 
you want to make sure that you work with your qualified advisor or financial planner to take a look at your holdings in your portfolio and make sure that that things are good. So as the market increases, you're capturing returns in lots of different areas, not just one. Well, it's a day of proverbs here on Mondays with Matt. We're having a little bit of fun seeing if we can take some financial lessons about money from some popular proverbs. Let's see what else we can squeeze in here. Now, Matt, I was definitely the kid who actually did this. I remember very plainly at Easter time, you know, running around trying to be faster than my cousins and whatnot, getting all the eggs, putting them in my basket. And yep, you guessed it. I tripped. I fell on it, smushed all my eggs. And of course, my grandmother said, well, that's what happens when you put all your eggs in one basket. (laughs) So true. So true. Yeah. So there's, again, another proverb that, you know, refers to the diversification, right? Yep, exactly. (laughs) Keep it in several different baskets. But yeah, in almost anything in life, it's a valuable tip. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. What happens with our investments and our finances? You know, people do get concerned and I hear about this and uh, you're always wondering, hey, should I keep all my money in one place? I mean, maybe I should spread some out, keep some in the bank, put some with this broker, some with this financial advisor. and um, <laughs> Diversified advisors, that seems strange to me. I, I guess that they, is not a great idea. Yeah, I and guess I, I guess the thought might there, be you're getting a number of reasons. Yeah, I, I was going to say, is the idea behind that thinking that well, I'll get different two different types of advice and I can kind of weigh them against each other? I don't understand that. To me, that makes no sense. So, I, hopefully, most people aren't doing that. But yeah, and so as I was going to uh, you know continue on that statement, when people think this way, the problem is you know when you come to us, we are holistic. We're looking at the whole pot. And so any advisor that would take you on, I think of your finances as important, your financial health as important as your physical health. Do you use two doctors? You know, what if one recommends surgery and the other one recommends physical therapy? Who are you going to talk to? So that's the danger of having too many advisors, you know, so putting your all, all your eggs in one basket. There's another proverb that says, put all your eggs in one basket and then watch that basket. So that's uh, that's a contradictory, but a smart uh, way to do it is you want to make sure that you have one plan that addresses all of the all of the finances that you have. And then um, I work with people holistically. So we want to we want to know about and we want to help you work with everything, because if I don't know that, hey, you have cancer in part of your body because you never told me that this part is bothering you, I'm treating a sore foot. You know, that's that's stupid. Right, right. (laughs) So don't put all your eggs in one basket, but also put all your eggs in one basket and then watch the basket, you know. (laughs) But no, I I think when you're thinking about diversification, yeah, definitely, you know, that's a it's a classic proverb there. And a lot of times people will do something like, Well, no, Matt, I'm diversified because I have, you know, seven mutual funds and a lot of times you'll go looking at that and more often than not it's all large cap, right? And they have overlap and they have multiple of the same company in these multiple mutual funds. So you're not really diversified sometimes just by thinking that you have a bunch of different financial vehicles, right? That's right. Yeah. So go get a checkup from your neck up. There, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. So let's do one more here and then we'll wrap up the show for this week. One man's trash is another man's treasure. What kind of financial lesson can we take here? Yeah. One man's trash is another man's treasure. So you've all been to a rummage sale, right? Mm -hmm. And there's useful times to own certain things for people. And the same is true when it comes to investing. And then there's a time maybe to get rid of certain things in your financial plan or your investments. So 
you know, when you're accumulating, you might be a little more risky or you might own something that's not as diversified. You're taking on more risks for a higher return. But as you get near to retirement, for example, then you might want to get rid of that particular investment and replace it with something a little more conservative. So one man's trash certainly can be another man's treasure. And this proverb holds true when it comes to investing. Yep. Definitely when you're making decisions, you want to consult your advisor because if that one-time treasure has appreciated nicely, there could be long-term capital gains that are attached to that treasure. So before you get rid of it, before you put it in the investment yard sale, let's say, definitely want to work with your advisor to calculate capital gains taxes or income taxes due on gains that you've made. All right. Well, that's our financial proverbs for this week here on the podcast. And so hopefully uh, you extracted a useful nugget of information from some of these uh, classic sayings that we took uh, and talked about from a financial or investing standpoint. And real quick, before we wrap up the podcast this week, let's take a quick email question that has come into GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That's GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com from Jim. And where is Jim? Jim is in Mount Pleasant. Jim says, Matt, I'm 67, so I've reached full retirement age for Social Security, but I don't have any plans to retire soon. Should I go ahead and start the Social Security now or just wait until I've decided to finish working? Well, Jim, that is a question that's not not all that odd. Um, a lot of people continue to work or they work part-time and um, they might or might not need that Social Security currently. Uh, if you have reached full age but you don't plan to retire, then... Uh, if you don't have a need for that Social Security income and you can hold off for the years that you hold until it'll continue to grow for you in value and include the wages that you're earning until age 70 and you'll have reached your maximum retirement or claiming age. So if you don't need the income, the short answer to that is go ahead and keep it deferred. It grows approximately at about a it equates to about 8% tax-free interest rate gets applied to your benefit. And if you're going to continue to work and you have decent income, those uh, Social Security credits will still continue to build for you on the taxes that you're paying on that income. So uh, if you don't need it, just go ahead and continue to defer until maximum age. But if you're going to, if you could use the money, certainly go ahead and exercise your option. Uh, that's your right. And, you know, none of us are promised tomorrow either. So uh, you might want to go ahead and start claiming the the income. Well, I, I would say Matt probably uh, can benefit from just doing a a social security maximization. Maybe, maybe stopping in and talking with an advisor like yourself, and just Jim maybe having him run the numbers and see you know how it's going to be most beneficial. To your point, if he doesn't need the money, why bother? Just wait until he stops working. But if he's considering, yeah, I could maybe use it. Stop in and have that social security maximization run. Maybe have a conversation and just run the numbers real fast and see if it does make sense to go ahead and do it. Certainly, can be a quick and easy right. thing to do. Yeah. And the other thing is Jim didn't necessarily indicate whether or not there's a spouse involved. So sometimes you can use that income. A lot of times when social security questions come about, you know, the spouse, if there's a marital situation, a lot of times I'll say, well, if you're going to take early from one spouse, then let's try to leave that other spouse as it defer and let it, let the value grow. Because later on down the road, if one passes away and you've allowed the value to grow, it, it almost acts as a, because of the cost of living adjustments increases that happen. What happens in the long term is it almost acts like a life insurance because the surviving spouse gets a higher benefit because you allowed that benefit to uh, grow and you left it deferred for a little bit longer. So 
Yeah, definitely, definitely come in and do a calculation. But if you're single and you you like working, I know a lot of people that are working beyond Social Security. It really just depends on on your specific situation. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Mondays with Matt with Matt Starkey, investment advisor, representative, and president at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. As always, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Google Play or iHeart or Stitcher or Apple Podcast, I think they're called now. So reach out to Matt if you got questions or concerns, you need a little bit of help, you have, want to have a conversation about something that's really uh, top of mind to you, maybe something you heard on the program you want to talk about, 989-401-2949, your number to call, 989-401-2949. Matt, thanks for your time here on the podcast, and I will see you in the future. Sounds good, Mark. And to all you who are beginning your summer vacations, please take time, relax and enjoy. And uh, don't forget to spend a little bit of time planning your finances while you're planning that summer vacation. Absolutely, because we spend more time planning vacations than we do retirement most of the time. So spend a few minutes thinking about that, especially if you're a pre-retiree and do yourself that favor. And tune in to Mondays with Matt for more information here on the podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.